0: Or it could be morning, wherever you are in the earth. Just wanted to say hello and give a moment for you to, for people to jump on and while, if you're watching on replay, while I'm waiting, while we're waiting, this would be a great time for you to check in on your breath. (sighs) How are you breathing right now? What's up, Kelly? Hey, Caroline. Can I call you Caroline, or do you want me to call you that other thing? (laughs) Your real name. (laughs) Caroline is fine, I'm sure. (laughs) Checking in on your breath. Ginny, it's good to have you, man. I've known you for a few years. You're in the same space as me. You're a coach as well. I'm glad that you're here. (sighs) Love coaching coaches. It's important. Victoria's back early in the morning. Wow. I don't know what time it is over there in Belgium, but it's middle of the night. It's like 2 or 3 a.m., and you're here. That's pretty, I don't know if that's great or that's a little creepy. Monica, I see you. You're here from Central Coast, Australia, but actually you're from California. I want to share a very interesting story, Monica. Jen, good to see you. Monica was in my Sydney event at the Overview Experience and I actually had her in the hot seat. And Is it okay, Monica? Could you give me permission to share your story? Because I really wanted to share this, talking about suffering and how everything that we go through is a trigger from our previous one. And I really wanted to... Uh, 3 a.m., so grateful that you're joining me at 3 a.m. from Belgium. Like, we have people all over the world. In seven days, we have almost 600 people. Uh, Clearly, um, you know, if you're watching and you don't know who I am, somebody just threw you into this group, it's probably because they love you very much. And they know that the content here, they know there was that commitment that I have, is that the content that you learn in this group Everything you leave, every time you watch a transmission that I'm downloading, that I'm channeling, you leave with a regulated nervous system. Jen, it's great to have you, my dear. You leave with a very regulated nervous system. You leave feeling connected to yourself because every time we go through stress, every time you wake up in the morning and you're watching more bad news, more deaths, more cases, more lockdowns, your body will have a tendency to go into shutdown mode. And if you watched, and if you've been following along with the earlier um, kind of messages that I've been giving, that I've been giving, some of you are literally on every transmission, which is amazing, live. It's different live because you're actually in the energy zone. Um, You know that when we're in fight or flight and our sympathetics are activated, if we go overboard That's when we get into a place where we have shutdown. And we're in shutdown mode, we're disconnected from everybody else because we're disconnected from ourselves. That's where dissociation happens, depersonalization. This is when anxiety turns into chronic depression. This is when it comes down to like health problems. In fact, what I discovered, the reason why I teach this work now, if you've never met me before, I've been a chiropractor for 18 years, and chronic pain happens, as of your body's last ditch effort to try to reconnect you with it <laughs> your body chronic pains and health issues chronic problems you know for people you know over 30 over 40 the the digestive problems irritable bowel it's your body's attempt to try to scream at you and say hey you've left me long ago You checked out a long time ago, I'm trying to keep you paying attention to me somehow, giving me some sort of care, giving me some sort of attention. And we're making the wrong, we're giving it the wrong type of attention. When we take a pill, we're actually, it's like we're saying, just shut the hell up. And it was this revelation that had me want to go and teach people how to really heal from the inside out and to do the necessary work it took to actually face what the real problem was. And the chiropractic work is an amazing nervous system regulation tool, and for you to fully heal, and to fully integrate, and to fully self-actualize, there there is a lot of work that can't be ignored, that needs to be addressed by you. And how do we know where these, um, where these things, Come from? How do we know? How do we know where they where they come from? How do we know where these issues are? How do we know where to look? We look at our triggers. Our triggers are windows. Are basically mirrors to us. For parts of us that we have abandoned, parts of us that we haven't yet loved, parts of us that uh, need our attention. The damn problem is we get triggered. And we drop into a state of unconsciousness and then we make the person who's res- who, who brought up all these feelings inside of us responsible for those triggers. And then we have toxic relationships. We blame the other person and it all comes down to the entire experience of I'm not comfortable right now. I'm suffering. And you are the one who's responsible for it and i'm not taking any responsibility you're the one that's responsible and we're going to keep arguing arguing i just if only this if only you will change then i can take away this feeling inside of me this is what we help our clients with now interesting times we're now in this coronavirus pandemic and literally you can hear i don't know if you can hear ambulances constantly in downtown there's fire trucks right there like it's like I have a bird's-eye view of the entire city from here and it's pretty crazy stuff going on all the time that's triggering us which I just got off a group call having this very conversation with my tribe and we talked about why we suffer we're suffering because we have this outside thing that's happening that's not going against our will, because all of our lives are topsy-turvy. Can't go outside, can't go to work, can't run businesses. Like, what do I do? And it's causing this internal disruption. And the way that we end our suffering is to first, and this is what I got from you know mentors in other groups, uh, this gentleman by the name of David Mailer, brought this, this fact up and it was like, oh, I got to share this with my people. Our suffering comes from the fact that we're avoiding our suffering. Our suffering comes from the fact that we are avoiding our suffering. In other words, we live in an environment where we, I have to feel good. I have to feel happy. And we don't know how when something happens that triggers us to cause to to not feel that way, what we do is we either distract, we dissociate, we numb, we sedate, and we avoid. And what happens is we avoid, what we're doing is we're avoiding because we have a ingrained strategy that we've learned ever since we were children to avoid suffering. And the way that you end suffering is by embracing suffering, learning how to suffer well, learning how to integrate the pain, learning how to actually experience it and feel it and say, you know what, I feel really fucking shitty right now. It feel, I feel horrible. I feel scared. I feel fearful. What I want you to do right now is put your hand over the area that has an alarm right now. If you're like most people on that planet, there is this deep state of alarm going on. Bob backs here, I wanna say what's up, my brother. Putting your hand on that area, and I want you to acknowledge the fear. I want you to tap the hearts or whatever if you're actually feeling fear and a deep level of concern, not just for your health, but for fucking life. Your suffering comes from not facing that. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Suffering comes with the expectation of pleasure without pain. But what we're here to learn how to do is not to avoid our pain or run away from our triggers. We're actually here to embrace it. We're actually here to alchemize it. This is the work. This is the most important skill. I was saying this in January. It's like the most important skill you can learn for your relationships is to turn your triggers as into a portal towards deeper self love. Because as we talked about, your triggers are exposing the parts of you that you haven't yet loved that you're blaming on the other person for bringing up. It's like I had a person, uh, one of my clients, you know, she was like so triggered and upset by one of her colleagues. She's a chiropractor coming up with this whole plan to, you know, do a, a course or an online course. And she was angry at her and she had to look at it. Most of you get what, what that is. When, we're unco- when it's happening to us, we're totally unconscious of it, but you can see it easily in another person. That's how our ego works. That's how unconsciousness works. She actually stopped, and she learned how to ask the question. She goes, ah, it's because I'm jealous. The moment that you acknowledge the suffering and where it comes from and you give it space, it passes through you. That's how you end suffering. It's not ended by running around in fear, not with your head in the sand, trying to avoid feeling it, trying to distract yourself from it, trying to make other people responsible for it, try to play victim. It's, it's, it's ended by taking full responsibility for it or whatever comes up in your body for actually creating an awareness in your body around it. This was something that I had to learn when I realized that I was using personal development work all my life just to avoid feeling pain. I was using it as a sedative, as a distraction. Because if a guilty feeling or, or a fearful feeling or an emotion that came up, instead of actually sitting with myself in it and feeling it fully and allowing it to breathe and move through me, I kept trying to cognitively reframe the situation without feeling it first because I didn't want to feel it. I did it as a pain reliever. And here's here's. The shitty part of doing that, when you try to do kind of like cognitive work, it helps in that moment to change the story. Oh, it's great. So it's like rearranging the leaves or the flowers, but the roots still are deeply embedded in a state of alarm. It's still there, it comes back. Until we as a community, lab just an hour or two ago, with my clients, my tribe on a group call, We were all sharing where we were suffering. And we actually suffered together as a community. That's a term in your nervous system called co-regulation. What we're learning here right now is self-regulation. We're learning how to regulate ourselves. We're learning the principles of how the nervous system works. Just you being engaged in this conversation with myself who's been doing the work to get myself into a resource place so that I can be showing up from my coming from my heart. Just by you being in the space in my, in my space right now, even virtually it's having an impact on your nervous system. The tone of my voice, the, you, you can see it on my face. You can tell by looking at someone. When you go into a state of alarm, have you ever looked at yourself and just were like, whoa, what the hell? What happens is when your nervous system is activated you're either in a dissociated state or you are in sympathetic dominant, the muscles of your face tend to have a contraction and your eyes start to, you know, because, oh my gosh, everything changes. Your facial expressions change because you're in fear and you're trying to avoid the suffering. You don't feel safe. But when you can stop running and you can stop running away from your feelings, and you can sit and actually go inside and honor what actually is coming up for you, all of a sudden you can surrender to it, which will be painful at first because your ego is not going to want to lo- not going to want to do it. The obstacle will be your ego is going to want to block that because it's trying to protect you from the pain and keep you safe. That's what the ego does, and it's a bugger to look over. Others can see it in you, but you honestly, you can't see it in yourself. You think you can. If you go, no, I can see it in myself. <laughs> if you hear a voice going, fuck you, Nima, I can see it in myself, that's your ego. <laughs> it's trying to protect this image that we put up out there that, of superiority and looking good. To heal from your suffering, you must go beyond that. Our egos are in the way. So I had a client who was really struggling today. Big surprise. Literally, I'm working overtime. It's like my colleagues in chiropractic are closing down their offices. We've never been busier. And the need has never been stronger, which is why I'm creating a virtual event. Many of you have already, like, claimed your spot and we're just putting together all of the landing pages and all of that and she called and well we we were chatting today and she's like I'm just dissociated I'm going back to my patterns numbing not feeling and you can see it in her face you can actually you can look in you can look in somebody's face and and know exactly what stage of nervous system they're in when you call your partner you call your lover or your family member and you go, hi, how are you? Just, just from the phone, their voice will tell you because when your nervous system is activated, it tenses up certain vocal cords and you can hear it, right? You can actually hear it. And there's this gotta, gotta do it. gotta, gotta do, 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 do. That's how I would show up. And that's where she was at. She was like, I'm really struggling right now. I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, okay, so let's suffer together for a moment. That's what we do on our coaching calls and we do in our group calls as well, co-regulation. I asked her this question, which I'm asking you right now, and I want you to drop the answer in the comment section. Okay? Our suffering comes from ignoring, numbing our suffering. Yeah. During your suffering. Thank you. Caroline was one of those girls in school that was like the expert note taker, right? Am I right? Tell me. Yeah, am I am I right or am I right? Caroline, you were that one in the in school that was like note taker and always like perfect notes in class. I know. I can tell. You were that girl. You were that girl. You were that cuz I wasn't. You were the one I would flirt with to try to get the notes cuz I was in the back like sleeping cuz I was like fuck that. <laughs> I would always do well, but I just I just did it on my own time. So I asked her, I'm gonna ask you this question. I asked her, I'm gonna ask you this question, cognitive type A, yeah, you're in your head all the time, exactly. I I asked her, I said, what's it really about? What's going on for you right now? What's happening inside you? Which I'm gonna ask you right now. Yes, there's fear, but underneath it all, there's a suffering that she's not seeing. And it took me a while to get, but she was like, what's really going on? Well, it's not the pandemic, the virus. Yeah, 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 no, 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 what is it about it? I want I want to train you to get really good at becoming uh, self in, in self-inquiry, self-assessment. What's really going on? She took a moment, she said, I feel like I'm letting people down. She's a nurse practitioner. She's like, I feel like I'm letting people down. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people feeling that way. So as soon as she owned that, You could see her kind of crying i'm like yeah so i held space while she actually felt that so i want you to know that. and and by the way last night that's what came up for me when i didn't do the 7 p.m transmission i was working overtime i didn't set boundaries people would show up ask me questions i'm like yeah let me get on a call with you let me help you and they weren't really ready to do something they just wanted to they just wanted to kind of dump verbally dump and be heard and I have to protect my I can't just let anybody and I have to have I have to have that conversation with people who are actually ready to do something about it and because he was a friend I kind of didn't let those boundaries go I, I kinda let those boundaries go and afterwards I just felt drained and that whole thing I feel like I'm letting people down came up and my body started shutting down and last night I'm like ah. I'm putting the gates around here and I'm taking care of me. I was like, I've now gotten good at self-assessment and checking in, what do I need? No, I need a break tonight. This is healthy. And many of us, I'm willing to tell I'm willing to bet you, if you have a chronic pain and chronic illness, you've lost your ability to do that. Let me say that again. If you have chronic pain, the, the patients that I would see throughout my life in chiropractic who had chronic pains, chronic problems, chronic pains, didn't know how to say no and honor themselves. In fact, they just gave and gave thinking that they were doing it altruistically when in fact it was a wounded part of them that didn't feel seen and felt validated when they were being a good girl or a good boy and doing for others that's the part of you that you're doing it for unconsciously let me know if you can resonate or relate to this this is anyone with a chronic pain or chronic problems we see this again and again and again you just because there's this part of you that doesn't feel worthy just for its beingness it has to do 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 because as a child you were rewarded and only seen when you were performing or there was a shit show at home and you just had to take care of things and abandon your own needs for the sake of taking care of mom or dad and then uh, then finally you know feeling safe your safety was all based on taking care of somebody else or or it could also be in your situation where you had a mother or a parent uh, who, had a, parents had conflict and then one of the parents used you as your therapist, as your emotional support, okay? There's a word for that I'm not crazy about because I don't love labels. They call it emotional incest, but I'm not really big on victimhood and all of that stuff. But that's essentially what happens is the child becomes the emotional support for the parent, and the parent dumps on the child and puts all the responsibility on the child, okay? And as a child, the child learns that their validation and their, their work is to just abandon themselves and their own needs and to take care of others. Over time, this will lead to chronic pain and chronic illness. And I didn't know how to help these people. So I would finally, start doing these little workshops in my office and start coaching them and healing those old wounds with the tools that I created called the Overview Method. And lo and behold, their chronic pains would start to dissolve. Their autoimmune would start to get stronger. One of our clients, basically, who had complete autoimmune a year and a half ago, couldn't actually move in and out of her car just with taking on this healing work is now considering training for a marathon. Like, not considering, but started the process of now moving towards training towards a marathon. And I have absolute certainty she's going to do it. With this COVID thing, probably took a little back burner, but she's like, I'm doing it. You know, and that's going to be a new climb for her. Right? have my responsibility at work, but I keep doing it. Perfect. Helping or doing? Good. You can relate to this. You can resonate with this. Parents in grief will often need to express what's wrong, but a child like me will take on the responsibility. Absolutely. You get it, right? You totally get it. Scott, what's up, bro? It's good to see you. So this client, basically, who deals with chronic pain, again, dissociated, and she basically, lo and behold, her pattern showed up. With all this coronavirus, her pattern showed up. I feel like I'm letting people down. And so we went back, and it was her 10 year old version who was not allowed to go to her band trip and let all her friends down because she had really strict Italian parents. And so we took the time and did some healing work, did some magical tools with the overview method, some reparenting, and then resourced her. She came through on the other side. And she's like, ah, I'm really ready to step up. Boom, complete shift. It was like an awakening for her. And now, fully resourced. In other words, you can actually heal yourself without outside things. This This is what I've been saying all my life, all my career. It's just now it's become more important than ever. So I feel it's my duty and obligation to share with you the truth. That the suffering that you're dealing with right now It's not about what's happening there. It's about the meaning that we're making out of it. What is that for you? So Maureen, you've been a client a long time, so you, boom, can I share you? Well, here's how you share me, Kelly. You invite your people into this group and you tell them why you care about them and why this is important. You can't share, this is for the people in this group alone, it's not public. Because you gotta, this group is kind of like creating a context. Because I can't just put this publicly. Because you know you can't. You know I don't want to share this with people who don't have a specific particular interest in actually learning these tools. This is sacred stuff, and I'm gonna, I, I share it with my clients who are 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 all in with the work. But just specifically because of this coronavirus thing, I created this group last week. It's only been a week and I'm sharing it. And so it seems as though people are interested in this for some reason. I don't know. People are interested in healing right now all of a sudden. It's funny. We get pushed. It's kind of like you get to the very edge of the swimming pool uh, dive and you've always wanted to. You've always wanted to take that leap. You've always wanted to heal. You've always wanted to address that issue with your relationship. You've always wanted to step out of your career of what you're doing and really go into expressing yourself more authentically. You've always wanted it. But you just never got around to it. But now it's kind of like this, this COVID thing is going, you better fucking go. <laughs> and so... I'm doing the same. I'm pivoting as well. I'm stepping up, connecting with my source, observing my triggers, doing the healing, resourcing myself so that I can step up and show up and go, all right, who needs me? Who needs me to share my gifts as best I can. You know, I figure I'm in quarantine twice a day, keeps me busy and keeps me occupied, keeps me on purpose and from the messages you're giving me, which I really appreciate, please keep them coming. Let me know what you want more, uh, what resonated with you, what landed for you. Um, if 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 I can make a difference, then wow, what an amazing way to spend my time in quarantine. Why not, right? Only your friendless can see. You're doing such a good thing. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate you. Also, the discomfort pushes you to seek, seek and take the leap. That's right. So, when extended family members attempt to pull you into their drama triangle, it makes you have to become extremely boundaryed. but grieving it is essential, 100%. So what we avoid is is the grief. What we avoid is the discomforting feelings. What we avoid is the suffering. But what I'm here to tell you is you're here to actually allow the suffering. You're here to suffer well because you are a mixed bag of hormones and, you know, bloodstream and neurochemicals and everything that's happening around you is changing. And it's all going on unconsciously. 99.9% of the world unconscious, 95% of the time. It's up to us to awaken and become self-aware and go, Oh, if I just choose to feel my feelings To observe them to see where they're actually coming from and what's actually going on and to self-evaluate self-identify and understand what the meanings are behind what I'm saying see the actual core wound where this comes from because it all is not new this is never new stuff Kelly what did you discover when we were working with you going through a challenge with a toxic relationship and what what do you discover it all has to do with an earlier scene of not being in control and trying to just please because of an earlier traumatic memory which is showing up again and it completely makes you understand why you chose who you chose and why you were so beautifully fit together to help expose that wound until you met us that hey that's you thought that that was completely you know inappropriate until you started working with us and realized that, holy shit, I've been driven unconsciously this whole time and it's time for me to actually do the healing. And as you've done that, you've gotten healthier, you've become a better leader, you've transformed the relationship, you're not a victim anymore, you're now in charge when you are connected to yourself. That's the key. Here's the key, this work is never done. What I've just introduced you to, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is it will heal you. It will help you understand yourself. It will help you gain strength to be able to set boundaries. It will help you be able to regulate yourself when you're being misunderstood. Or it'll help you deal with reject the painful feeling of rejection. It'll help you find your voice. That's the benefit. The drawback is it's never done. It never lasts because the truth continues to reveal itself and the truth is very triggering and so your job here is to grow and these are tools that help you resource and grow and mature so that each year you get better and better and better and you're more heart-centered and more authentic and more able to regulate your anxiety and more connected to what your purpose is and more intimate in your relationships this is the result of it this is what being trigger proof is all about Learning how to suffer well, not push away the suffering. Just own it. It fucking sucks. I haven't had a hug. Like my parents came and dropped off food, Persian food that my mom cooked, drove all the way from Port Moody to downtown Vancouver, where I live, with a bunch of food. I couldn't even hug them and say thank you. I hadn't seen them in over a month. Haven't had a hug in a long time, and that's fucking hard. I had to sit down and just go fuck, and sit there and do this to myself today. I want you to do that right now, especially if you're in isolation. Can you actually give that to you, even though it feels weird? If you told me a year ago, two years ago actually, that I would be talking about connecting with my younger self and speaking, talking to myself, I would have thought you were crazy. And then I realized something. This whole talking to yourself and your younger self that I, get, I keep getting you to do, The argument of, isn't it weird and stupid talking to yourself? Yeah, it is, but here's the the truth. You're already fucking talking to yourself every day, moment to moment, you're talking to yourself. But my question is, what are you actually saying? What are you actually saying? What do you say to yourself? you talk really well to yourself? No. The words you're choosing, the language you're choosing to talk to yourself is pretty shit, if you're like most of us. So, what I'm, all I'm getting you to do is doing, you're already doing it, we're just changing the language you're using that's going to be affirming to you. If you have a child that you're raising, you've got kids, and every day you're whispering in their ear, you're a piece of shit, you're worthless, you're not lovable, nobody likes you, and I'm, I don't know you, but that's probably stuff, maybe you might have even heard that, or you've had a few times where it was said and now you've concluded that you've been told that all your life, we've heard that from clients too. But that story remains, and it's like a stain on your nervous system that keeps coming up every time you get triggered, and if you don't know how to dance with that dark passenger, which was our early call, then you will suffer if you don't know how to dance with your suffering if you don't know how to dance with the uncertainty if you don't know how to dance with the ambiguity if you don't know how to dance with the impermanence if you don't know how to dance with the mortality we want everything to be permanent we want everything to be certain and we want to live forever ever. the three ambiguities certainty permanence and immortality the three that we don't have that we as human beings must learn how to contend with but we don't really study it we don't really learn i had to ask myself those questions based on all the crises that i went through over the last 10 years just in 10, in the last 10 years alone, starting from my divorce that I thought, oh man, when I get through that, that was wave one. There was another and another and another. And then finally, the last one that I had was so like, it melted me. (laughs) It just completely just stripped me down to nothing. And finally, the, the, the gift of it was I learned these tools and The uncertainty that we have now for a few weeks, imagine going six months not knowing if you're gonna work again, if you ever could see your face in public, show your face in public again, if you can actually look in a mirror again. Been through it all. Yeah. And what the gift of it was, is that crisis is actually my jam. I know exactly what you are to do in crisis. I know exactly how you are to respond in uncertainty. What do you do? You focus on healing those previous parts of you. You make that your business. You make that your number one goal. Because if you don't, you're just going to be focusing on what's not working and consistently being thrown into alarm and grasping for something like a little child does, hoping mommy and daddy will save you. If you're a conspiracy theorist depending on how far you are I've discovered I've been listening to the conspiracy theorists I've been listening to the language they use I've had this keen intuitive sense that I listen to you I spend on my discovery call with you I can see through you I can see through your bullshit I can hear what you're saying and see through all of it because now I've been so connected with my intuition, it tells me everything right away. It's become like a weird psychic thing. I can see through you, know exactly what your challenge is, and in that one-hour call, that discovery call that I have, the very thing that's ever stopped you will show up. I actually trigger it to show up, and I go, ah, there it is. I told you at the beginning of this call, the very thing that stopped you from having this life that you desire is going to show up on this call. So you have a choice whether you jump through the hoop of fear or you're going to let that fear stop you and you're going to retreat. And my heart breaks when I open the portal and I'm like, here we go. We just got to go in and do it. And it's like, oh, time, money, all of the excuses that we have that have always stopped us will show up and so we get to choose in that moment how to jump in like if we want to jump in and very and that's the time to do it it's in those crisis moments because we have this fantasy that oh right now is not a good time look at everything that's going on we're really busy these days so i don't have time let me put my let me put my wound like it's kind of like you just had a gunshot wound, okay? And you're, it's bleeding, and you're like, look, it's not like, it's not like I'm not losing so much blood that I'm gonna die. Let me address it down the road. You know what, Nima? I know I said that I can't live like this any longer, but maybe June 1st, around, let me finish so-and-so, then that'll be the time. About 15 minutes prior, you told me you can't live like this anymore. Uh, that if you don't, your health is gonna turn to shit. Then when it comes time for me to open the portal, all of a sudden, all of your excuses, all of your stories, everything that's ever stopped you from becoming that person that you wanted to become before this crisis happened, suddenly, it's like that, it's not a gunshot. I mean, you know what? Let me just put a Band-Aid on it and keep going. It's the thing it's like this is life or death i want you to see your development in this in in this as life or death because if you can transform and alchemize this this is your time transforming and alchemizing this into your greatest version into the person that you've always actually wanted to become you can't just back away you have to double down You got to double down on that, that's got to become the most important thing because when you put your focus on that, all the other things start to fall away, all the other things that aren't you, but you're actually facing the demons and you're actually willingly taking on suffering. There's an interview that I just posted with this woman who's an FBI agent, who's now, teaches people how to negotiate. If you just scroll down and you look at it, it's a Lisa Bilyeu's interview. And what she says at the very beginning is that we actually have to like become stressed. This is what we do <laughs> this is what we do with our, our clients this is why most of the clients say fuck you Nima to me a lot. I hear it a lot. Okay. What they do is they basically say, um, like, what we do in our program is we actually find out what triggers you the most and we actually put you in the position of being triggered. You're like, wait, aren't you a masochist? No, no, no. This is actually part of it. In order to, in order for me to grow a muscle, I have to put it through its resistance. Whereas my ego wants to be comfortable, what you're here to do is to put yourself in the discomfort, kind of like a cold shower. You go into that cold shower, and you sit there, and you actually learn to breathe and regulate yourself in the cold. That is one of the tools of becoming trigger-proof. You expand your capacity for stress. You're not here to lower your stress. Please understand this. Trigger-proof doesn't mean stress reduction. I want you to get this. Trigger proof does not mean stress reduction. Trigger proof means expanding your capacity so that you can take on more and you can expand along with the universe. So I live alone and I'm fine. Now I get into a relationship all of a sudden I'm gonna get triggered. If I can't handle the voices in my own head, my dark passenger, my ego, the constant chatter of that already always listening that's going on. Okay, how am I gonna be in a relationship with someone else if I haven't mastered that, those voices? Because when you're in a relationship with two people, there's two people in a relationship, it's not just two people, it's this person, plus the voice in their, you're, you're in a, you are in a relationship with this person, plus the voice in their head, and the voice in their, and, and this person's in a relationship with you, and the voice in your head, and the voices in your heads are at war with one another sometimes, too. So there's four people that are constantly back and forth. That's why relationships become so toxic, because we haven't yet learned how to manage our own emotions within another person. We lose our objectivity the work becomes to master ourselves. You know, I can't master, I can't, I, if I don't, I can't get over, I can't get past myself if I can't master myself. And when I do, I'm mastering those voices, dancing with the dark passenger, which we talked about earlier today, I can then look and be in a relationship with somebody else and I can regulate myself through it. And when I do, and then now, like in my case, me and my fiance were about to have a baby, is life going to get easier for me? Let me know, those of you with parents, when you had kids, did life get easier? Did did you have the stress reduction practices so that you had less stress? No, no, no. My stress goes up. It's going to go up 10 times. The thing is, is that I'm able, not stress reduction, it's stress increasing of capacity for your stress. That's what it is. Okay, it's about increasing your capacity. For Plains people, it's done in a sweat lodge. Yes, that's right. Coastal peeps, do it in cold water daily. Absolutely. Exactly. These are practices to expand your capacity. There's a little delay. Justine, welcome. Roxana, welcome. Join the party, got to go back and watch from the beginning for sure, you don't miss it, each one of these trainings. What would it be like for you if you can sit here connecting to your breath, connect to the feelings of the alarm that's there and give it space fully to express itself and say, I'm scared, I'm feeling like I'm letting people down giving yourself permission, journaling all of your fears, everything, all of it, and actually feeling it in your body. I'm gonna leave you with that today, tonight. I'm gonna leave you with that as a practice, is suffering is caused by the avoidance of suffering. There's a surrender to that. Can you drop that into your body? I'm not gonna avoid my suffering. I'm gonna embrace it as part of my humanity, that I'm gonna allow it to move through me, that I'm going to scream, that I'm going to cry, that I'm going to express it and I'm gonna express what my needs are. I'm gonna share it and I'm gonna set that boundary and I'm gonna express it and I'm gonna give myself time, I'm gonna give myself space, and honoring other people as well because they're all going through their process, but to stop dissociating and distracting and going inside and feeling. Every transmission I give you is to help bring you back into that. Has this been making a difference? I really want to know, what have you noticed? Those of you who have been following along, what have you been noticing? When you have more relief and you get nice dreams, is that a good thing? I have, no, it's terrible. Of course obviously (laughs) it when you have relief is that a good thing yeah absolutely but it comes but but it comes on the other side of embracing the suffering that's how you get relief you get relief by going towards the suffering feeling the pain expressing it and letting the emotions run through your body And the reason why I'm sharing this is because I've been talking to a lot of people and a lot of people are stuck because they're not dropping in and allowing themselves to feel. Does that make sense? Beautiful. Are there any questions? This was my whole purpose was to help you. This is one thing is the surefire way to expand your suffering is to avoid suffering. And we're here to actually feel it all and to have space for it all. And the reason why you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation, becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves To bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery. Or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Hey, let me tell you, if you're block- blocking your feelings, it's no wonder. Because you've been taught from a young age, likely, to suppress them. You better not shout. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Like you better not have feelings. Because the feelings you're having are inappropriate. It's just a conditioning. So when they naturally come up, it's a wonder why you freeze. That's normal. Yeah. Back into the suffering when we had to go back into the suffering. Good, since your last session when we had to go back to the suffering. Great, I'm glad I can help. Now Victoria, imagine what's gonna happen when you make this a priority and you actually go all in with learning. It's gonna be amazing. Cresta, nice to meet you. I just met you a few weeks ago in uh, Thailand. Cresta's from the Philippines. I did a chiropractic adjustment on her at the uh, event. And because I went to that event, I'm here now in quarantine for a couple of weeks. How are you doing? <laughs> nice to see you. Is being confined and feeling peaceful also avoidance? As long as you're mixing and balancing both. Yes, it can be because you don't feel safe, but it's also important to, you know, it's a balance, right? You need to actually have both sides. It's a duality in everything. You know what i mean it's a duality in everything it's kind of like setting an intention yet surrendering to the flow right you got to have both you're not one or the other is is it a good thing or a bad thing is it also avoidance you might want to check in and go am i what am i avoiding or is it genuinely i just want to create space yeah yeah you want to be able to have both Last night I had a dream of a baby girl who kept throwing up. I suspect it's me detoxing from some broken patterns and thinking that I... ah, exactly. Caroline, you nailed it. Your dreams are revealing. You're literally, you're purging. You're healing. This is what I'm talking about. You're kind of letting her, like, this is what's coming up. That's, by the way, that's the result of this work. When we go in and we start shifting the energies around, which you've been doing, you've literally been on fucking every one of my calls, which is awesome. It's a sign of healing. So each one is kind of like self-healing. You know, people ask, what do you, I'm a chiropractor, but now I lead a global community of self-healers dedicated to getting complete. That's awesome. Self-quarantine as well. Cresta, by the way, just an FYI, send me a DM. I wanted you to to get uh, one of the spots as well. We have a few spots left for Saturday or Sunday morning's um, uh, five-hour jam session where we're going to go deep into healing our old past wounds and learning how to self-regulate and reprogram those unconscious patterns so you leave with a customized meditation and coaching with me. You have, because this is this is just a one-way transmission, you'll be able to get feedback and get some laser coaching from me for five hours. And it's limited to 20 people over the weekend and uh, this weekend coming up just wanted to let you know there's been several of you who are like, please give me a spot. I'm like, okay. All right. We're getting the whole landing page. It takes a while and people are busy. It's like sending it to my team. Could you build me this landing page? And so there's so much work involved and uh, yeah. So it's going to be for the real committed. People are like, I'm interested. No, the interested can go away. This is for the committed. We're gonna get dirty, we're gonna do shadow work. I'm gonna show you how to do the overview method on yourself, pretty much. And um, this is what I do in my live trainings. Anybody who's already bought a ticket for a live training uh, that's coming up in New Zealand or there's one in Vancouver and there's also one in Toronto coming up supposedly April 20th to 24th, 24th to 26th. uh, Those ones, uh, they are automatically welcome. Um, And there's space for new people. If you're brand new to this work and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to step up and I would like to heal. That's what, it's for for you as well. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? Has this been useful? Let me know if you've been following along. Has this been useful? What did you get? What was your biggest takeaway? The biggest takeaway I want you to do, we're going to end it as always with a overview meditation is really about suffering. So I'll DM you on Insta. Okay, darling. I'm so good to see you on Zoom. Make sure you have Zoom because we're gonna do it on Zoom. I'm gonna get you to open your heart, expanding your chest. Already I have the DMs coming in. Bing bing. Okay, got you. We'll get you. It's limited to 20. I know there's like five, six hundred people in the group. And we'll get you signed up and, um, yeah, make it affordable, uh, super-duper high value, uh, just serious people only. People who are like, okay, enough's enough. I'm taking this. That you've already digested just a little bit here these past few days, and you're ready to go deep. You're seeing the value of this. You're like, oh, fuck, I got to get doing this. I've been avoiding. Those are the people. It's like you want to make this your, your jam. God bless you. I'd love it. You got Zoom. Awesome. Very useful. Biggest takeaway is recognizing the suffering and tackling. Okay, good. Tackling it by embracing it. So I'm going to get you to put your hand over the suffering. (sighs) Connecting to your breath. (sighs) Relaxing noticing where your alarm is some of you it's here others it's in your tummy that uneasy feeling put your hand over it so we're getting you into sensation sensation without the explanation sensation without the explanation And now as you've gotten connected with it, you want to check in and see what story am I telling? What meaning am I making out of this? I'm not good enough. What's happening around you? What story based on the last, what story am I making? I'm not safe. It's an I am statement. (sighs) Feel it fully and let yourself sink into it and feel all of the feelings. going back into the earliest memory where you felt that the best thing to do during times of uncertainty is to heal the part of you that's terrified of the uncertainty it's an earlier memory let that come up feeling it fully dropping into your body and feeling it fully noticing how old that younger self is that's feeling the same and with the same amount of love you would have for your own child you're going to scoop that little one up and you're gonna actually say I can totally see based on what's happening around you why you feel this way I see you now You don't have to abandon yourself. You don't have to please anyone. You don't have to fix or solve. I'm here for you now. I'm the parent that you never had. And as you're soothing that version of you, watch that version of you start to relax and surrender. And all of the questions they have, I want you to start to tell them the advice that you would give them, what they need from you. Now that they have your empathy, now that they feel that you feel them, what is it that they need to hear from you? Pay attention to what you're saying. Now ask them what they need from you. Make that promise, whether they said, stay connected with me, which is usually what they'll say is don't leave me. Like, okay, I get you. Have a conscious awareness of that one, consistently giving that message now bring them along with you to your current reality of what's going on in your life now all the amazing stuff that they would be so blown away by what you've accomplished what you have become since then let them see and feel and see your life through their eyes can you see your life through their eyes Maris, you're late to the party. Make sure you go back and watch it from the beginning. It's a good one. See your life through their eyes. Now that you can open your heart to a little bit of gratitude right now, look around the things that you're absolutely grateful for. What is it if you could just look, snap your fingers, there was times where you were in a lot of suffering in your life, and you were only praying and begging to be where you are now, past that uncertainty. What are you grateful for now? See it through their eyes, and now take that same advice you gave to your younger self, and bring it into now. and now think ahead three months six months a year where would you ideally love to be what would be ideal for you can you drop into your body and feel it can you feel it with the gratitude can you feel what would be possible for you what's possible now that you've awoken to who the, the truth of who you really are, where you came from, what's really going on around you. Now that you're fully awakened and aware, what would that feel like to actually be living that? Feel it in your body. Hey Kim, what's up, sweetie? Now, ask the universe for a sign, a sign that leaves you with no doubt that there is a co-creation happening in the universe. And let that sign come in a way where you completely least expect it. That surprises you. Ask for that sign now. And you can open your eyes. Maris, we just did a, yeah. So was that useful? What came up for you? What was the advice? And that is how you deal with the unknown. This is how you deal with uncertainty. This is how you step up and serve at a time when life is crumbling around you. This is it. This is the work. And this is what the world needs right now. So if you know people, I want you to think of like three or four people if you're new and you're just late to the party that really need to learn how to heal themselves in this time of crisis and i want you to invite them into this group and let them know why that they should be here and yeah i'd love to meet them and send me a dm if you have any specific questions you want to be included in that list putting it all together and uh yeah i'm really stoked put it on this weekend open up your schedule. It would be 1 p.m. Pacific to 6 p.m. Pacific. So it's five hours. So that means 4 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern, which is 9 p.m. Victoria, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. I'm not sure. 9 9 p.m. Uh, I I guess, Barcelona time to like 1 a.m. And then it'll be Sunday morning for those of you in Australia and New Zealand. If you're in New Zealand or Australia, uh, it's like early Sunday morning, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., depending if you're in Queensland or New South Wales. Hopefully that was useful for you our hour is up and I am going to rest and take a bath and my suggestion to you is to now reach out to two people and let them know hey I'm here for you uh what's going on how can I support you how are you doing reach out to two people have as much connection as possible and uh I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me what was your greatest takeaway has this been useful for you let me know has this been useful for you Super duper grateful that you're here, giving me an opportunity. Tomorrow morning, back at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and you know when that is in Europe, you can figure that out by now. And I'll see you. Send me send me some messages. What's your biggest takeaway? And uh, love to hear from you. Namaste, motherfuckers. <coughs>